What's up, everybody? This is Brett McClellan, a.k.a. B-Low, and you are listening to the Local Earshot Podcast. Ow! The whole thing, I think it's sick. No one a hundred proof clear over here, no fear stuck to me, and I'm never gonna back down. Just a bit of white boy from the Midwest on his own plan style city, this is my town. Two J's on the red ground, B-Low got his own sound. And a pound in the truck, got a bar for the job, D-Max, ain't a way to never slow down. Can't swim, then you might drown. Got the pedal to the metal, better bow down Cause I got the whole team in the car on the boulevard And the yelling out of the young crown Click, boom, another man down Leave MCs in the river with the feet bound And Mac and Law about to show up and it's blow up Like a champagne bottle, this was sick until it go pow Hello everybody, welcome to the local Earshot Podcast We got a guest in with us today who plays a genre of music That is rare to find in Oklahoma City we have uh, rapper, R&B. Uh, do you produce exclusively, or are you more the lyricist? I'm the lyricist, okay. yeah. My brother is my producer. Okay. Brett yeah. McClellan, your brother's name is? Dalton. Dalton. Yep. Okay. John Gris- Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media, and with us as usual. How you doing, bud? I'm good, man. Before we get going, I got to give a, uh, I got to send condolences out. <clears throat> uh, me and you are actually from the same hometown, so yes, I know we both know these people. Uh, the Lewis family. We send our hearts and condolences out to them. They lost a young man in their family, and um, great young man. They're 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 kind of one of those families that's central to McLeod, Oklahoma. 100%. Like if you will go through town and they say, "Have you met Gina?" Yeah, everybody knows. Gina. Everybody knows Gina. If you've been to McLeod ever in your life, you know Gina. Yeah, hundred percent. It's just man, that's hard to hard to accept when someone dies young. But uh, we send our love and condolences, and that's kind of all we can do i think i mean yeah absolutely but uh anyway welcome to the show thank um you, thank you well let's take us back to 19 or 2000 jesus christ nine, uh, 2006 yes uh when did you decide or when did it hit you that uh i might be able to do a little freestyling or whatever you know a lot of it actually i grew up in south carolina okay. so a lot of my, a lot of my a lot of my hip-hop music influence was from that because you know I moved here when I was in eighth grade and up until that point I mean I went to a school in South Carolina where I had 1600 kids in my class alone my grade Jesus Christ right we were 7a I don't think there's 1600 people in the whole town or total <laughs> yeah, school right. in McLeod <laughs> right and and out of the 1600 probably 1500 were black so when I moved to McLeod, Oklahoma. Culture shock. Holy crap, man. Yeah. It was like, what? Where where am I? Where did we come? You know, my dad was military. Oh, okay. So it brought us here to Tinker. But back then, you know, I was very influenced. All my friends, I mean, we listened. It was Wu-Tang and, you know, because we're talking about the 90s. Oh, yeah. That's, that's you know what my memory of enjoying rap is. I actually yeah. lost. I kind of stopped following it when Drill came onto the scene here. Yeah. And that was fairly recent, but. I don't know. Uh, it seemed like it had a flow back then that it has been kind of lost. To there history. was a lot more storytelling. Yeah, and there are so there are a lot of them still, but there was it was a lot more lyrically driven back then. Yeah, well, and when, I, when I when I listen to content in a song, I'm I'm looking for the hook, mm-hmm. you know. And it seemed like when the tr- never mind the murder and body count behind that genre, but when trap came on, it was more like the voice is being used as a snare drum almost 100 duck it, duck it. they yep. hit the triplets you know yep. and i'm uh, just just yeah, double time triple I time yeah i like, just can't get into it man there is a absolute skill to it like I, there is i mean to all of it but you know some people are very good at going at double time triple time and still staying in a pocket yeah you know but it's few and far between yeah for sure and it's like timing it in between because i when i listen to rap it's always about the percussiveness of it that's what gets me into yeah. a raps if the the lyric is coming over the top of the snare and it's not hitting on that bass at the end of your measure just right, I, to me it sounds like it's out of sync. Yeah, Something's 100%, off. percent. Yeah, I just don't quite get it. But obviously there's a there's a market for when it. When people rap or do hip hop and it's off rhythm, it drives me up a wall. <laughs> like Blueface, have you ever heard Blueface? Uh uh-uh. uh Don't. <laughs> I, I, it's like he intentionally. I swear to God that he goes in, records everything. And then they just put the beat because there's no way you could listen to that and do it <laughs> that off rhythm. In like I don't, it's I it's on purpose. It's got to be it, it, maybe it's it, so it, bad. Yeah, uh, it's so bad. And he blew up. That's what's funny is he blew up for. I mean, starting to fall off a little now, but that short amount of time when like mumble rap was popular. Yeah, that's what, oh, oh. don't even get me started. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't even. Oh my god. Oh. Like Snoop Dogg. Da 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 da. Oh, the the <laughs> mumble. Like, the he's mumble. like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, oh, he, oh, he criticized. He, he criticized oh, the harsh. fuck it's out of so bad. Rap. It's bad. It's so bad. Luckily, it fell off. You know, it <clears throat> for the most part, all those guys are gone. But they made their millions of dollars in what eight months to a year, and I just to me, um, a rapper or a guitar player or a, whatever you play, um, it doesn't really matter if you don't have your own style and you're just copping licks that'll get you so far yep and but if you don't break out and just say fuck it this is what i do yep then you, you'll always you'll be you might be a great studio session guy you, Absolutely. Be, you might get work but I, you won't uh, you, well, won't, you I, won't get that next step no that's true what i'm my favorite artist probably any genre well, i mean he kind of does a couple of different genres but my favorite artist is yellow wolf and he just released a rock album and it's actually really good. And I mean, Yellow Wolf, technically, when it comes to technically as a rapper, is tough to, I mean, he's up there. Yeah. He's incredible, you know, with his timings and he cadence and all that stuff. And he, he just released a song called Make Me a Believer off of his newest rock album. And it's 100% like Southern rock. And it is good. Hmm. It is good. Well, and the, I, I think it's cool when people can branch out like yeah. that. And like, I think it's cool when they can branch out and they can do it both ways. They can do a completely different genre and stay in the bounds of that genre. And then you have, I mean, say what you will about him, <laughs> but Kid Rock was one of the first to really I mean, yeah, do he, it successfully yeah, with he mixing, around. mixing like country and rock and rap into a song. Some of it can get a little eh, mm -hmm, too much, much so. but. Man, there in his early career, he was nailing it. You know? And I, I mean, I've got a hot take on a lot of that country rap stuff. Oh yeah, just not a fan. Yeah, like Adam Calhoun, those guys. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I, just don't, I just can't fuck with it. To me, it's like two different messages. Um, country typically is more in the heartbreak uh, right er, era, and rap <clears throat> is more in the is usually more aggressive. Yeah, street the street music. Yeah, so. When I'm listening to the two, I'm not going to go to listening to rap if I'm going through a breakup. I'm not going to go listen to right. country and go lift weights. You know what I mean? When, and rapping about mudding and stuff. Like, yeah. it's just, I get it. Do your thing. I, hats off. You've made, uh, you've made a hell of a living doing it. No hate there. It just is not for me. I don't know. I, and I, I've, I've, I actually did grow up on a small farm. So when I hear <laughs> someone rapping about it, I'm like, I don't think you were there, man. Yeah, that's no. <laughs> well, and then some of these guys, some of these guys start to like try to rap about like hard shit. And I'm like, now nah, you need to stop. Yeah, you really need to stop. You need to pump the brakes, bud. Like, and cause like my opinion of like Southern hip hop, Southern rap is Yellow Wolf is, you know, back in the day it was. Mike Jones and Paul Wall and Pimp C and, you know, like the legends of the South, Outcast. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then you've got Ryan Upchurch, you know, and I just, uh, I mean, like I said, to each his own, just me and me and uh, my girlfriend had this talk last night, actually. <laughs> and she was like, thank you so much for not liking that. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well... <clears throat> Sorry, we need, no, I need fine. to get a damn cough button. We need to be professionals. <laughs> Have a pedal, just yeah, yeah, like a cough yeah, pedal. For, yeah, like cough a guitar. Yeah. Yeah, just turn the effect. On. I've got one for my because I do Twitch streaming sometimes. I used to do it a lot, and uh, I've got one for that. I can mute my mic with my pedal on that. I can mute it on here. Yeah. But... So what was the chain of events that led you to? Did you did you? Uh, um, let me try and ask this better than what I was going to. Did you start out writing lyrics and think that would be a good rap or did you start out just freestyling and the words came to you? I'm a terrible freestyler. Yeah. Terrible. I, that's why I asked, terrible. you know what I mean? My brother, on the other hand, just, comes just to dr him. turn a beat on and he'll just go to work. Wow. Off the top of his head. Not me. Not me. I need a pen and paper. That's how I am. You know what I mean? Lyrics, I, yeah. Because there's, I'll go back and mark stuff out. No, that ain't going to work there and mix and match or if I think of something randomly during the day, I'll just kind of throw it in my notes to where I can come back to it and plug it in somewhere. When was the first time you really uh, went from the lyrics to, all right, I don't want to put this to a beat? It was really, it was probably, man, it, it wasn't until 2017. Okay. Probably. So you had it in mind and just like, it was I bet I could do that and it took a, took a while? It was always one of those things where it was like, I like, I like writing, I like, you know, doing that kind of stuff. I like writing, I like... 
but it was like, I'm not going to, I guess it was doubting myself almost, mm. you know? And so I never really, and then my brother one day was like, Hey, I'm going to start producing. I'm going to start making beats just on a whim. And of course it started very, very rough, very basic, very, and then it kind of just kept, and he's all self-taught. And then it turned into, I really, I like that. Like I'm, I'm going to write to that. And the first couple songs we did, I mean, we wrote and finished in three hours. Damn. It was literally like, okay, I, I, I would hear certain beats. It's like, I don't know if it's the, you know, the, the, the beats per minute or what, but like certain times I'll hear something he produces and I'm like, okay, give me a minute. Like, and you can just start going. And sometimes you start going, start writing and it just don't stop yeah and then sometimes you get to a certain spot and it's like like getting punched in the mouth like might, everything you might as well step just away. stops <laughs> step away from it and because you're the next one's gonna be mediocre yeah. like if you know step yeah. away come back well and so i'll just throw this out there because it's true it happened i'm a blues guitar player mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh when you're playing black music as a white boy mm-hmm. um I've noticed that their crowds are can harshly judge or oh, harshly actually. criticize yeah. you. Rarely judge. That's not right to say. Most of them want to see you do better. Uh, 100%. Music. They're like, okay, go for it. Yeah. Your shot. But if you shoot your shot and you suck, oh, yeah. they will let you know. But if you kill it, they're you're set. You're, yeah, you're, you're with in. With them, yeah. You're in. Yep. So how, what has been your experiences with that? <clears throat> actually. Because especially in Oklahoma. I mean, we don't exactly have a oh, rap man. scene. At all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Now, there's a couple of rappers who are very close to, I mean, very, have been offered deals, and they're buddies of mine. Oh, yeah. And uh, they... Uh, Want to shout them out, or... Yeah. Anytime you get a chance, look up Josh Salee, J-O-S-H-S-A-L-L-E-E, and Hugh Glass. Hugh Glass. I've seen him on the, the interwebs. He... So, I, we started making music together. Okay. Me and... His name's Zach. Okay. So, he... Me, him, and my brother in my kitchen. And he didn't stop. I did, you know, and I'm, you know, and a lot of that was marital stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Same that living life when you know. don't have any support and it's like, you're being, why are you doing this? Why are you pursuing this? It's not going to happen. You stop eventually. Yeah. And so I'm, that's why I'm definitely dive back into it hard now. And, uh, Zach, yeah, Hugh Glass, Zach, him and Josh, uh, lyrically, I'd put them, I mean, a very short list. I'm talking about like big artists, very short list. I'm going to have to check them out. No, now. definitely. Yeah. Um, if we have time, I got one song that they do together that I can play you if you want me to. I'm like, boy. As long as you got the okay. I mean, oh, yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. I, I, <laughs> Josh, they've been offered. I mean, they've had people try to buy songs. They've had like big artists try to buy songs. And Josh actually was offered a uh, a big couple of decent sized record deals oh, yeah. this last year. And uh, he was like, no, nah, I'm good. It's a different to get offered a contract these days it's a different it's a, just the whole industry's different it's not what it was 10 years ago not even 10 but certainly not five years back ago when we were yeah like, we had the whole oh that's a rock star like that's what a rock mm-hmm. star is and that it doesn't exist anymore or not in that capacity no it's know? i feel like the internet made it so easy to not so easy because it's we all know it's not easy but you can Ease do it access. you can do it independent now yeah you know and a lot of people are because why let a record deal take all your money. Yeah. Oh, you know, those 360 company. deals? Oh, it's, what dude, people getting their fuck? damn head knocked off. Just, for, you know, yeah, I mean, getting that, not making any money. They, yeah. It looks like they are not making any money. Oh, that distribution company is. Oh, yeah, 100%. That's, <laughs> and that's why, you know, a lot of these guys are doing it. I stumble through YouTube all the time trying to listen to, I watch reactors quite a bit, uh, and just looking for rappers and stuff that I don't know. Yeah. You know, new guys. And there's a guy out of Louisiana now, his name's Broadnax. Dude has been rapping for 22 years. He's 45 or 46, just now starting to like make a name. Wow. Now that grind, that's impressive. And the dude's incredible. He's very talented. He's very South, very Louisiana. Well, it just goes to show you that it's, it's talent, luck, and circumstance. Mm-hmm. And it all has to intersect at a, at a point. And some people that happens within the first year, and some other people you hear... They'll make a living doing it, mm-hmm. but they just never get that headliner status. Yep. And it's like, man, it's, sometimes you're like, why did that guy get it? And he's not as, as good as... And he's it, way it, better. It's crazy. Than, oh, yeah, yeah. It just, it, it's an image thing, especially for labels, I think. It's an image thing. If they can sell an image, you know, like like Lil Nas X, yeah. <clears throat> guys like that, that's an easy image to sell right now. Yeah. Especially <clears throat> with the... 
political landscape. That's what I'm saying. Um, He's the perfect part of that. Yeah. Perfect poster child for making a lot of money right now. Selling the, uh, but it's still plastic. It's not. Oh, it's, oh absolutely. You know, oh, it's that 100%. Like 100%. But, <laughs> but it, I hey, mean, but yeah, has the marketing. mainstream music industry ever been I, not there? Not for a long time. It's not about money. Yeah. Not for a long time. But, I, mean, but it, I think it's, I think it's changing because um, uh, recently there's a, there's a band. Um, they're called Abel and the Wolf. And uh, and they they listen to like um I listen to like, like No Agenda mm-hmm. news and stuff like that Adam Curry MTV Adam Curry, um and uh, they produced an album and they put it as a podcast so they they put it on the podcast platforms but it was an album and you can pay genius. and you can pay um sats so sats are like little portions of Bitcoin okay. and so and collectively it might only be like five six bucks right but. Uh, they they used what we what we use in the podcast like a lot of podcasts do is the the value value systems what we do and um and what it did for them was they were to say like you know what value does this song give you and instead of like Spotify where people are dropping you know like whatever percentage of their of their money that goes from their membership or whatever it is to listen to your song for free technically you know right. and you get that little penny oh, or just a, a, micros of a dude, penny it's, it yeah. Is, yeah and so like uh, you know small amounts they're getting you know five six bucks a song from people and collectively that's, that's when you smart. add up with the money they're making more right so like uh so adam curry and and others and honestly i want to get on the board on this yeah. on this uh, train is how do we take the res feed system of podcasting and apply it to music in a way where we can take back the music industry away from these people. Because like, if you, if you're able to raise that much money, then it doesn't stop the normal person to be able to raise money for their band or the artists right. and stuff like that. And so that's why I've been telling a lot of artists, like try the value for value system, you know, like yeah. put, put value for value instead of a tip jar and, and see what happens. Because some people will come in your show and be like, dude, that was worth 30 bucks. Right. And that's yeah, your you fans. That's yep. your fans right there. Because those ones that are willing to pay that kind of money at a show and not pay the five bucks at the door and just be like, oh, well, I won't give them any more money. I buy shirts. I buy you know merch because I, I know that's yeah. how they make their money. That's how you know? I do too. Yep. So, well, and at the or at the very very least, have a network of people in the central plains. That's because there's the fucking I forty and I thirty five cross right here in Oklahoma City. Right. Why don't we have an interstate scene? We have big acts that come through. We are literally well, the crossroads of the yeah. America. What about right the here. what about those low to middle rung bands that grind out a living on the road? It seems mm-hmm. like if they're not selling out the Ford or the Chesapeake or Paycom the Center, oh center. My gosh, the Paycom so much. Center. It's the Paycom, Paycom center, now. center now. <laughs> or they're not, you know, pulling numbers at you know the you know, Diamond or the the Criterion, these bigger kind of venues. It <clears> seems like nah, fuck them. Yeah, it's the Criterion it's, mainly now. It feels like for musicians a lot of time, yeah. especially hip hop. If a big rapper comes through. The it's criterion. the criterion. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I mean it's it's similar. The criterion similar to the Fillmore um, out in Denver mm-hmm. because that's that's what I used to help um, manage. It's a nice and I mean it's yeah. theater. Yeah, it's it's a nice venue. It's it holds about you know was it four thousand something like that. People? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and, and those good sized venues, you can I mean you can do some pretty good shows, uh, but the it's morely the acoustics of the building can handle um, can handle a lot of uh, bass and yeah. stuff, and that's why they do it. Uh, but I mean. Yeah, it, it's like the smaller venues. You have your uh, what is it, the Tower Theater? Oh yeah, and those uh, guys. Yeah. Right on Sixteenth and Six in that building. Yeah, but like, but I originally saw it years before it became a venue, and I was like, "That's going to be a venue. That's going to be a music venue." Like I already yeah. knew what it was just by looking at the building. Right, I knew what was coming, but but the the guys that picked it up, they they own the that. Company. There's a lot of weird things. A lot of things changing right now. People, oh, so. My my favorite venue that was in Oklahoma that I got to perform in that's not even a venue anymore. Actually, was you know where uh, <clears throat> Empire Pizza is on in the Paseo down like on Sixteenth? Yeah, I think so. Directly across the street, it's a comedy club now, I think, and it's just a little like storefront almost. But it would hold two hundred ish people, and uh, <clears throat> that well, was Sixteenth Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and uh, it's right down from like the tower and stuff. It's down. The, it's just down the street. No, that's where we parked when we went to yeah, see yeah. John Moreland at the tower. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's that. That used to be a little venue, and it was pretty cheap to to get the venue. I mean, it was it was a it was a cooler place. Performed there multiple multiple times. These throat clearings and coughs you hear in the background are thanks to doctor recommended <coughs> marijuana from Brad Stash. 
How's the Indicas working there, fellas? <laughs> Brad's going to start a dispensary called Brad's Stash. Brad's Stash. Brad's, uh, uh, I'd probably get creative with it, you know? Yeah. Something <laughs> a little that, more creative. Something off the wall. Well, uh, okay, so if if, uh, if a uh, person was coming through to Oklahoma, music lover, audiophile coming through, and you were to introduce them to your brand, what would be the first song you'd play for them? Boy. Man. We're gonna play it on the show. Uh, <laughs> honestly, the one that it's a fun song. It's it's kind of it's very just. It almost has a good vibe, good feelings to it. Uh, is one my brother came up with the hook off the top of his head. So literally, and we just had fun with it. It was way goofier than something we would have normally done. Right, but it's fun, man. Let's do it. <clears throat> you know, we just had a good time. Yeah, we just had a good time with it. And it's called Why Not. And uh, it kind of played off the, you know, Russell Westbrook's thing for all the whole time while he was here was, why not? Yeah. You know? So we were like, I mean, and it kind of plays also on my pursuing music. Like, why not? Yeah. You well, know? Let's let's hook it up. And, let's get that thing going. Uh, this song's about, man, it's probably two years old now. But uh, this was, was this off your first, uh, yep. the B-Low? This was actually off, me and my brother did a project uh, called The Brothers Grimm. Brothers Grimm, that's an EP. Is yeah, that available. It, for- and it was on. It's actually just on SoundCloud. SoundCloud. All yes, right. sir. That's what that was our easiest platform for a long time. It as it is for everybody, especially rappers. D Mac made this beat. D Mac on the why not? Why not? Why not? So, so, so just do you and do it every day. Reject all the hate they send your way. Cause it don't really matter what they say. Cause I'm just gonna do it anyway. So why not? Listen, I'm ripping them up. Listen, I'm giving a fuck. Listen, I'm sipping the cup. Listen, I see what's up. They just don't show me no love. Ain't no love, only fake shit thrown in the basement. Stone like a pawn, steady on when I bake shit. Bakers, I be seeing steady rising to the top. Not like cream, no in casino. Starting to feel like Al Pacino. Maybe Scarface, car chase, finally while I'm swerving drunk. Swerving up a duck, turning up the bump. Rolling doobies up, trolling newbies, huh? Still don't give a fuck, still don't give a fuck. No fuck skipping how I'm living. Feeling like I'm Mike and Rippin'. Tripping, you won't catch me slipping. Pimping how I spin the cheese. Probably will in a couple weeks That's just how I'm feeling Catch me rising through your ceilings All these girlies screaming and squealing like Just do you and do it every day Reject all the hate they send your way Cause it don't really matter what they say Making it now, I see my name in the clouds. Due to the game, and I'm going insane in the brain. But I think that I'll body it now. I took a bow, I took the crown, and there ain't nobody stopping me now. I'll take a bow to consume every beat with a spook. My stomach is starting to growl. I'm on the prowl. Why not? As a model, I'm focused. I got my mindset, and I'm sick with a flow. And a kid got a glow. And I ain't even reached my prime yet. It's my time next. I'm a bruise your ego. Go hunt up on a jump like a number zero. Never fear the odds, will never feel the sound. Straight off with the head like Sleepy Hollow. Now they roast the models. Many say I'm fire. Get the backwoods ready, bro. Bring the lighter. Hey. Got the backwoods, ready to bring the lighter. Hey, yeah, why not? So, 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 just do you and do it every day. Reject all the hate they send your way. Cause it don't really matter what they say. Cause I'm just gonna do it. So why not? 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 So why not?
So is that is that project what led to the the gigging and the state fair and that kind of thing? Uh, yeah, that was actually yeah right before that. Okay. So uh, I'd performed multiple times before that. <clears throat> Just me. That was the first time I got him on stage to like do it with me. Okay. You know, and uh, he actually wants the. He got a little bit comfortable up there, you know, because it is. It takes dude, a minute. <clears throat> I, I tell people all the time, like. I played basketball and baseball through college. I, you know, played semi-pro football for a couple of years. Like, I've been in front of a lot of people. It's different. It is way Dude, different. It is way different. Way different. The first time I stepped on a stage, it's worse when there's only like 30 or 40 people. Oh, for sure. Because it's more you intimate. You can see all you can those see, 100%. You can see every reaction. So, it's it's like, man, that was one thing that. I had to realize it first because I was like, oh, no, I got this. And then it's like, okay, hey, you're up. And I'm like, oh, shit. shit. Do I got this? I don't, I don't remember the words of my song. Voice is going it's crazy. Like, I've recited this six million times, and I don't know if I know the words. You know? <laughs> how, man, playing guitar is like the same thing. I've rehearsed this bit. Yeah. And now my hands are sweaty and they're slick, <laughs> and now the strings are slippery. Is this is gonna? Oh fuck! Yep. Here we go. <laughs> it usually works out. Yeah. Usually. Usually. There's yeah. always disasters. Tell us what's some disaster gigs. So it was like my man. It's probably my second show. Little tiny hole in the wall place. Yeah. My brother was on stage with me. He saved my ass. Saved my ass completely. Because like I was going, 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 and then just like blanked. And he picked up, I mean, like, almost instantly picked up right, right where, where I left off. <laughs> and it was only for, like, two bars. Teamwork. But I caught back. And so I then I just started going with him, and then he, you know, kind of faded back off again. But I was like, boy, like, appreciate well, you. Well, that's how, man. <laughs> that's, appreciate you, buddy. That's those moments during the live act that are, that's what makes it is because from my perspective, when, a you know, someone hits a sour note, you can even see it in the crowd. Oh, yeah. Every member of the band looks at who just fucked up, <laughs> and then they all kind of smile and, and move on. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just you can't stop. You can't do it about it. Yeah, you, know, you, you might gotta as well, keep going. You got to regroup though quickly because yeah. I mean, and I was only like, it was in the first verse, so I'm like, fuck, I still got two minutes of this left. Like, <laughs> I hope I remember the rest of it. So where it, it, Oklahoma, obviously difficult market. Yeah. <clears throat> do you? Um, as far as going out of state or in this, at least the like flyover region, the middle yeah. of the United States, what are some of your better markets? Man, Dallas. Uh, I mean, Dallas is starting to pick up in hip hop again. You think COVID had a lot to do with it over the last couple of years? Because it, it's hurt everything, man. Roll world, it's, but it's easier to get a rock and roll gig. It's easier to go see a rock and roll gig, and at least in our area, than like your your genre is. Yeah. It's like so. I'm sure what little bit was there was completely gone. Yeah, the, about. All that's left for hip hop in Oklahoma. There was a scene, decent, starting to kind of build in about 2018, and there was a lot of people trying to do it, and everybody sounded almost the exact same. Yeah, you know, and that was one thing when I went to Chicago. That uh, went up to Chicago, we got to stay in the Waldorf, which was really cool, right on Lake Michigan, and then we're trying to call Ubers to get to our location. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, no, we ain't going over not there. taking you there, bud. <laughs> and we finally found one. And luckily, I be, we befriended this girl who owned a dance studio down the street from the venue. And because when we got up to the door, I was like, hey, I'm such and such. You know, I'm the last act tonight. And they were like, you can't wear your hat inside. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I don't have nowhere to put it. You're in gangland. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it was obvious. And uh, so luckily, she let me let us put our stuff down in her dance studio and uh that was i was that was the most nervous i had been for a few minutes and then i got the question 85 times while i was in there hey man like why are you here (laughs) you know because it was me and my brother and uh we're the only two white dudes in the building yeah and it was wall to wall i mean this place was packed. Oh, I've been in in blues situations that's that's hundreds of people you better go out there and crush it and (laughs) And we're going towards the end, so automatically it's like, all right, you're way up the, you're way up the list here, bud. Like, you better come on with it. Yeah. And we came out, and I mean, the instrumental started, the first instrumental started, and the it kind of started to get that little. It had a it started to move, 
the crowd started to move. And then I started the initial hook and the crowd started to bounce. And then you it started, em. and then it started with the, Hey, Hey, you got them. Hey. And then the whole place. Started, I mean, it went nuts. And after that, everybody was like, I couldn't even, I probably didn't make it back to my, where I was standing or sitting for 45 minutes. And then guy comes up to me. He's like, Hey man, where are you sitting? And I'm like, wherever I can find a spot. And he's like, not anymore. You're with us. So he took us and we were in VIP the rest of the night with him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, it was, that was the coolest, best. I've performed here a million times. I'd go to Chicago any day of the week. It was so much better. Damn. So much better. And I'm sorry, but I got friends and family here. Yeah. yeah. Nah, it's not the same. Huh. They had, nobody knew me there. Not one person. And they were like that. They, I mean, they, they messed with me and my brother harder than anybody, any show we've ever been to. It was awesome. Damn, man. Well, that's, yeah, I've, I've had similar experiences playing the blues. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. If, uh, but man, the, the tension leading up to that first note. <laughs> <clears throat> oh yeah. Is, I mean, make you're, you're playing their music. Yep. So don't fuck it up. Better get on with it. You better do it. <laughs> yeah. And you better do it well. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. I mean, but there's a lot do, of people who don't. You're in. Oh yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah. well, that's, that's why I got the name to this new project, which the invited to the cookout. Yeah. You know, let's talk about And that, that. was my thing was like. <laughs> I I came up with that because, like, I grew up in South Carolina, like I said, you know, and predominantly black area. And it was always like, man, you, you're not like a normal white dude. You're like, you're the white dude that's invited to the cookout, you know? And that's where that name came from was like the, you know, and I'm invited to the cookout, yeah. you know, and always have been, you know? I mean, you, during June, you know, they got Juneteenth. Yeah. You know, I've been invited to Juneteenth. You know, and like that's that. So that's where that project name came from. Was like, you know, I like that. Like, invited to the cookout. You know, so that's that's where I got that from. It's a whole different environment. I mean, I, I don't know why. I don't know why we're not allowed to say that people just experience culturally things different. Hundred percent. You go to a cookout with black folks, you're going to have a black folk experience. It's a different experience. Yep. White people. We don't play dominoes at a cookout. Nope. But if you sit down at a dominoes table with black folks, it's getting on. It's, it's time. It's like. Poker for white people, intensity wise. Yes, in a hundred percent. Man, that's fun. I love that shit. Yeah, no, I would, dude. You, you, have, you give me an option. You want to go to the white cookout or the black cookout? I'm going to the black cookout. Yeah, it's it's a lot be, more it's, fun. It's, it's going to be a lot more fun. <laughs> two different it's experiences. It's going to be a higher energy. Pro, the food's the probably going to be better. Food's definitely going to be better. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. no argument there. <laughs> yeah, and they, uh, what is it? I listen to this one podcast called Mo Facts. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's another one that Adam Curry does, but it's like the guy that does it with them. They, uh, he he studies all the racial stuff and everything, mm -hmm. so they talk about all that kind of stuff. And uh, they call they call their um, their table uh, sitting seat at the table. They call it the cookout. Yep, and so they, and then they name their their people uh, that that donate based on like. Things like, uh, oh, that's that's Tiger Auntie, or that's this. Yeah. Like they have names for for these different um, like levels of that's what awesome. you are as as a as a producer. And so, but it's all based on like you being that person at the cookout. Like, oh, that's Grandma. She don't, you know, she <laughs> knows what she's yeah, doing. I like that. She, yeah. yeah, so it's really really cool. And it's a huge. I guess it's a huge term of respect across all cultures when you're the stranger at the gathering and you're introduced to the matriarch or patriarch oh, yeah. of the cookout that's a it's a big sign of i went respect. i went to juneteenth with a guy who you know is i mean he's a, he's a he is a gangster he's a crip you know and has been for his entire life and at first it was like well, should i probably should i go to this you know and then i was like you know what yeah i'm going and initially it was like why are you here <laughs> and then we ended up talking and they were like okay i know why you're here and then they ended up playing my music and stuff and it was cool so it was one of the best that was it was a blast cool man well, okay so um you have a single on this ep you want to preview for the people or i don't not up? yet okay not yet um it'll probably be i've got you got any like time frame you're looking to put this out or uh probably it's probably going to be april april it's okay, as when it's going to release yeah um I've only I've, I actually did a, a remix to a popular beat on this EP, which I normally wouldn't do, but I really like what I wrote to it, so we're going to run with cool. it. Cool, let's do that. Um, and Give then people an idea. The and then I've got the run it up, and then that that'll probably be. I bet that's my one off that album that's gets the most love. So yeah, um, I've got to get it. We're fixing to go in and get it all recorded and mixed and mastered because josh hopefully is going to mix and master it for me Salih that i was telling you about okay because he that kid man i say kid he's our age 
Uh, one of the most talented people I've ever met in my life. Lyrically, flow, he produces his own music. He mixes and masters his own music. See how to OKC? Yeah. Okay. That's the kid I was telling you about, Josh Salim. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll look him up. Oh, I, just, I mean, like. We've had to do some guys, like, remote. Like, uh, we had an artist on, Andrew Chris, out of Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tag him in your episode, too. Um, he's with a representation called MIC. And they they have more of a market for your type of genre oh, your yeah, music sure. out that way yeah. and like you said when we when we had him on he's he's kind of covers a spectrum within the electronic music that yeah I, it's really hard to put your finger i listened on, to but all the, of that and i was like i don't know where to put this what, i don't know what genre to put it's this creative in. but it's like you said it's hard to hard to nail down yeah but, yeah i liked it but it was very like i don't know where it, like where it fits yeah you know what i mean and that's cool that's like i liked thing. it i mean he made his own lane that's pretty cool yeah but I was like, yeah, I don't know where exactly this fits. Yeah, and I, and I think that's what a uh, music industry connection does. Like they, um, they try to find where you fit in. Mm-hmm. In that, that's what they work to do. Um, but they have a lot of different promotion yeah. company. They yeah. were fantastic to deal with. Yeah, um, yeah. It was no bullshit like you get with some. Oh yeah, there's a lot of that. It was like they said, we have an artist. Can you have them on? Yeah, this day. All right, we'll hook it up. Absolutely. And it was just that was it. It was. Well, it's like when I was that on that note, when I was in Chicago and we were after after we had performed, they were like we were talking to everybody. I mean, everybody was talking to us, you know, and just feeling us out. Where are you from? All this stuff. And then we say Oklahoma and they're like, what? (laughs) Oklahoma. And then I get the oh, so you ride horses and shit. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Every time. Never been on a horse in my life. uh, So uh, so you guys like live in like tents or something like that was like you live in teepees like I was like, what the horse and buggy about? I live in a fucking house. <laughs> like, Dude. I was like, I was like, I have actually never been on a horse in my life. Well, like closest thing to a teepee I lived you know? in was a trailer. I mean, you know, I grew you up know? in a trailer park. So I know like, yes. he, he literally, when he, he moved here from the Northeast, uh, he came in and he was like, um, don't y'all have like Indians here? Oh We're my like, God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a huge, yeah, it's called reservations, it's called, and uh, they live among us. What do you? Like? Yeah, like it's the not like whole state of Oklahoma. Was, yeah, my friend Bill is an uh, Indian. What the, like? the whole fucking state is yeah. an Indian reservation. They called it no man's land. Yeah, you know, it's still kind of it. Yeah, but uh, that was. And I was like, so yeah. I mean, what about it? And he was. I was like, you can go to the casino. That's on the casinos. Usually have that's on tribal land. Yeah. And he goes, no, 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 with like feathers and shit. Oh. And I'm like, I mean, you can go to their ceremonies yeah, on the, yeah, on the tribal land. You like, got to oh go to the tribe. You can go to the museum he at just, the uh, how Museum. He's, it was culture shock. He was expecting to see, like, he thought that we they protected, like, that ancient culture, and they still rode around on horses. Oh, like Amish, my. almost. Like, yeah. they lived among a modern society. I'm like, no, dude. No, but they're just like They're us, just but. normal folks. They just can have casinos. But, yeah, I, I got I got that up there, and the first thing guy said to me, he goes, he goes, dude, you got a shot. And I said, why is that? And he goes, look around here. He said, everybody else that performed tonight is exactly the same person, copy, pasted. He was like, you? He's like, white dude, Oklahoma with the beard. That's a story. You know, he was like, you got you. I can sell you. He said, all these guys we've seen a million and seven times. And I was like. Okay, I see. I mean, I see where you're coming from. Do you think that might add to, or, or better yet, take away from the mystique of trying to build uh, an, a rapper, especially if they're from an already metropolitan hotspot like Chicago, New York, Boston, even has kind yeah. of a scene. And it's like, do you think that might take away from a chance? Absolutely. But coming out of a middle of nowhere, Oklahoma, and being able to spit a few bars, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's. I think there is, I, I mean, I know there's so many people in those cities like that that are getting overlooked because they are, I mean, if they send a picture in an album, I guarantee you half the time it's like, oh, it's the same guy we've seen a million times. Yeah. You know, where maybe if I send one, they go, interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let, yeah. Let's at least see what it is. You well, know, if you're from going off a profile <clears throat> pick, I would think that you're a dirt bike racing, uh, <laughs> bow hunting, right. uh, Oklahoma guy. <laughs> right. you're, you're, you know, that's what I would think. All right, 100%. And yeah. so and that's to, not me at all. To say that you, you pick up a mic and throw some rap down, that's, hey, that's you're right. That's a story. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, most people are surprised. They're like, oh, you play guitar? I'm like, yeah. And it's it ain't just 
four chords and yeah. I can I can I can play the guitar right. and I, then I play like Hendrix or something I'm like oh you can, you like, can play, play the guitar, guitar. I tried to tell I you just assumed that yeah fucking people just don't believe anything oh no it's... <laughs> or they believe everything yeah yeah <laughs> just just can't have anything in the middle that's why we can't have nice things that's God why damn we can't it. have nice things <laughs> Well, all right. Let's. Uh, you want to play that that remix you, you're talking about? Uh, let me see if I, if my brother has sent it to me. Oh, uh, my bad. We no, can you're play. Uh, I can some of your boys, Josh. I, you dude, I'll stuff. play. Uh, they did a. They did this one. Let me see. It's not on the mics. But it's not this. I'm not hearing anything. Are you? Yeah, I have like a just that little bit of a buzz. Yeah. Oh, goddamn magnets. <laughs> Tell you what. Well, and, the, and they and if it's five G phone, like there's they've been having issues with that interaction. Oh, really? Shit. Yeah. Okay. Moving those electrons, man. It is up here. Josh is. Uh, I've got a couple of his songs alone, but I'll play you. They've got one. It's him and Zach together. It's called "98 Sluggers." Cool. It's yeah, literally but- just a like a cipher style. It's back and forth. There's no hook, nothing like that. It's literally just bars. They, they did it one night on a whim, like an instrumental turn on. They were like, "Hey, that's dope. Let's do this." You know, and these two lyrically, Zach Hugh Glass has a lot more of like a early m&m sound i know that's a very strong comparison well not, not kind of like the a more nasal I'm, it's yes it's a higher pitch okay. and josh has more of a i don't know he sounds a little like on some of his songs he sounds a little like kendrick okay. like a little like kendrick lamar you know okay. but uh both you know white dudes but uh i'll play you this one yeah let's hear it yeah yeah, yeah, I'm supposed to love like I'm alone Kodak the moment and ball the boat Give out my number like I am Mike Jones Still tipping my waiters and leaving the door uh, This is me spazzing out, I got the heat to compete with the dragon My fight tree to beat like a beep, got I'm tapping out I spoke cause she's jumping peace, bitch, I'm happy now Me too, I ramble but handle my shit can't handle you rambus a bit I'm really not handsome or rich But man, damn it, I'll show up and bag me a 10 I am a beast when I'm lashing out I'm too elite, shit to me, this is practice Now never defeat you, Capiche, I'm on streets okay. When I reach it to top of my peak, I might have the crown You was probably a fat in your last life Explain yourself, but don't frame me with that last yeah. line No mic, doesn't matter, it's not all black and white I be with my girl banging shit like uh. I'm Jack White I ride my best shit over no beats I ride my next shit let my soul speak I write my new shit But that's the old me I've been writing through shit Since 03 <laughs> Good lord Good life Henny the Arnold Palmer That's a good night We was bumping heads Like a bullfight But baby brought uh, the knife But I was ready for the gunfight I saw raps in the pad The hoarder's disorder I have You rappers is trash Y'all focus more on the image And I focus more on the crap Relax I got a hold of this shit Yeah I got a pretty front grass And why don't you ask I am a legend with this. Yeah. I've been working with Josh yeah. and my man. Uh, yeah. You must not have heard. I'm good with these words. Don't get on my nerves or you get the bird. Like 33 stash in the bird. I got a hold of this shit. Yeah, I got a pretty firm grasp. And why don't you ask? I am a legend with this. I've been working with Josh and my man. Yeah. I really don't, really don't, really don't care what you feel. Can't embarrass me. You be online, stay yeah. in that Irish and yeah. oh my God, yeah. homie, go get yeah. you some therapy. Look, I get the bread, then I pull up. My son, he three, he a pull up. Damn. I eat these beats, I'm not full of, and we be sissing the bullshit that you full of. Uh, bitch, I got God looking after me. Yes, the Lord, part of my faculty. I show him all of my verses in person. If he fucking with him, he can't help but clap for me. Back to the clarity. Act like they grown, but they clearly need parody. Highlight the match with the kerosene. Now bear with me, hilarious. Apparently, a parody. That's some kerosene. Bitch, I'm Drew Carey. Whose line is it anyway? I write this shit like my last name was Hemingway. I write this shit, yeah. I go through a pen today. High as a bitch, I just smoke me like uh, ten today. Don't. Tell me that I'm nice, cause I think that's pretty obvious. Same people talking shit, the same ones you walking with. Shipping my job while y'all be on some hobby shit. A couple kings walking, that's a Phibian Stoyakovich. Uh, pot smoker, I'm sick, caught a doc over. Some of my friends hold like some of them stockholders. I'm a bad man that crossed over. Pull my card, I go Batman when he fought Joker. Then take a steak knife to a great white in the middle of the day. Then ask him what his day's like. Give me eight mics on late nights, I take lights. Burn a fucking clip and leave the roaches by the gravesite. Yeah, this shit is not by the book. Yeah. 
So why the hell would we need a hook? Bitch, I am a crook. I've been rolling this cush. I've been talking to Moses. We burning that bush. Yeah. So this is not about a buck. So why the hell we need a hook? Uh. I've been choking on this cush, and we the best out. So let's get that understood. What was that called? 98 Sluggers. 98 Sluggers. Josh Salee and Hugh Glass. Yeah, they're... I'm going to have to give them a tag shout-out, man. Uh, Josh um, is incredible. Like, I mean, so like so is Zach. Those two, man, just lyrically... I've heard Zach come off the top of his head with stuff, and I'm like, what? Like, where the hell did you come up with that? That's how I am with some people that write lyrics. <clears throat> I'm like, all the rock and roll I listened to growing up, especially, was like sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, and then you hear one where someone's talking about some heavy shit, and you're like... Oh boy, this throws a wrench in my <laughs> my uh, like uh, that. It opened up a whole new landscape of well, and, you know, I'm I'm a big Led Zeppelin fan, you know. So like music like that, I was like, where did all that go? And then you get somebody like Greta Van Fleet that comes in, and you're like, oh. you're like, it's close. Like he sounds a, he sounds like Robert Plant, tiptoeing almost too close. Oh, but well, that's like uh, what, I mean, it's a what, bad thing to sound like Robert said, Plant. He said you can no. you can try to be Robert Plant, but you're not Robert Plant. Oh, 100%. And uh, that <laughs> right, in, right, that right. interview with Robert Plant when they asked him about Greta Van Fleet, he was like, "Sounds very similar." He's like, "It sounds like something I've heard before." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I mean, granted, being compared to Zeppelin." <laughs> well, and, and I, the part <laughs> that gets me with that artist though that that was when I was in the bar and I was like, "The f- the fuck is this? The yeah. Zeppelin music. And yeah. then they were like, oh, it's not that. It's this. And then yes. I saw him on SNL. And the first thing that came to mind was, these motherfuckers just ripped off Led Zeppelin. And then suddenly they asked him about it. And they were like, oh, uh, no, no, no we know nothing. Yeah. We have no, no influence. influence My fucking yeah. It was Aerosmith is what he yeah. said. I, that's what he said. He had no influence of Robert Plant, Led Zeppelin. That I was like, mm. so at that point, I'm like, fuck that, band. I'm like, like, yeah. like uh, bud, like, if bud you you're full of shit. say, hey, like, we, we got most of our, like, if you admittedly, you know, say that you got your stuff from that. It was like, you're a damn liar, sir. They ignore it. They're he like, said Aerosmith. I'm like, no. well, and Aerosmith don't sing like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, what? It's, I mean, I don't know. I, I wear my influences on my sleeve proudly, but I definitely know the difference in trying to cop someone's licks and then trying to build off of 100%, where they yeah. started. And one of my my main guys is David Gilmore from Pink Floyd. Spent years trying to cop his licks, and then I heard him on an interview. He was like. He's like, yeah, I can walk into any guitar shop and pick up the cheapest Strat and the cheapest amp, and it's still going to sound like David Gilmore. And I'm like, well, fuck it. <laughs> I'm done, because I'm never yeah. going to. Well, I can't do that. So, <laughs> so welcome to the cookout. It's uh, slated for April 2022. Yes, sir. All right, man. Um, Brett McClellan. Uh, do you guys still go by the Below label? That's just me. Okay, okay. Yeah, so. that, I got that. So, it, <laughs> funny thing about that, it was going to be just the letter B, low, because I'm Brett, low. Right, right. I've, I've drove low riders for a long time. Like, I've had bag trucks and stuff like that. So it was always, I was the low rider guy. So I got given that, the B low. But I was like, I can't do B low, because then it's just blow. And that's not going to work. <laughs> so, a lot of different connotations can go with so that. So I'm like, like, yeah. Tonight's either show cocaine or something night, else. We have blow. blow. Yeah. Like, so Everybody's like, showing up. Dude, where's the cocaine? <laughs> Did you say blow? Did you say blow? So I was like, that's probably not going to work. So we're going to put an E in it. Yeah. And uh, so that's where that came from. Yeah, so that, no, that's right just me. Yeah, Florida. that's just me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, that's just me. So I cool. had to put an E in there. It's where I wasn't blow. <laughs> all right. So, all right. But, I mean, that's that's like if you were going on like proper billing. Absolutely. That's, that's what me. it would be. Yes, sir. Okay. So Brett McClellan, all, a.k.a. Uh, on billing, will be seen as B-Low. Yes, sir. Also, Dalton McClellan is yes. your uh, that's my brother. producer. He's, he's the producer. Okay. Yeah, this is DJ Mac. Okay, DJ yep. Mac, yep, yep. Uh, Josh Lee, and Hugh Glass also. Uh, yeah, check them out be if you have reaching out Absolutely. to those guys soon. Um, coming up, we got uh, next week. We got Big Train Blues Band. They are a band out of OKC. And uh, well, week after that, we got Greg Thomas. That'll be later in February. He's a comic that we've. Uh, oh, that'll be fun. Greg's friends. coming on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. we're gonna have to get ready for bleeping out proper names with him, <laughs> boy. Oh, he's a. He's a terror, and he's the one of the funniest motherfuckers I've probably ever met. Like yeah. in just natural conversation, yeah. we worked together for a while, and finally, I was like, "Man, I can't keep you're you're you're." I'm exhausted at the end of the day <laughs> riding around in the truck with you because I'm laughing, laughing at him all, all day long, man. 
I said, you got to try comedy. And he did. And that's what he's been doing. Well, that's cool, man. So, and then he told me I should try and make a, but, a rock and roll thing. So that I, was I how me and Hugh Glass started. We, we seriously have ruined each other's lives. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hugh, me and Hugh, we worked for a company called Mosquito Joe and we sprayed yards and we were riding around in the van one day. And then it was just like, we both were like, Hey, this is, we should do this. And then it, Start and now it's yeah. So here we are. I mean, that's kind of how we ended up here. Yeah, <laughs> so. right, here. Let's see what happens here. All right. Uh, also, one more shout out. Them Evils are boys out in California. Um, their January shows got put off, and now we are back for February at the end of this month into the first of March. We have Friday, February twenty fifth at the Launchpad in Albuquerque. Sunday, the twenty seventh at Trees in Dallas. I'm going to try to make that one. I built that Telecaster for him. I got to get it to him. Jordan, shout out to you, buddy. Uh, Tuesday, March 1st at the Rock Box in San Antonio. And the next day, March 2nd, White Oak Music Hall in Houston. So if you guys need something to do at the uh, end of this month and you want to take a little road trip, Dallas ain't too far away. So uh, check them out. And uh, I think that wraps it about up. Jonathan, you got a little, little thing for us, and then we'll uh, send this one home. All right. The uh, local earshot podcast runs on the value for value system. That is time, talent, and treasure. Uh, we value everybody's time for listening. We know that there's a lot of uh, different little options out there, you know, with everything on the internet. Uh, and and so um, there's many different ways to give uh, with like volunteerism or, or, you know, just your time. If you want to create art for us or if you want to, um, you know, send us some artists that we need to check out or any type of information like that, even some notes, you know, tell us what we're doing good and what we're doing bad. That's pretty helpful. So, uh, and then as for talent, if you're an artist or if you are working inside the music industry in Oklahoma or beyond, uh, then we would like to have you on to talk about music and maybe even play some music. Uh, and then if, for treasure, if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go to the local earshot.com slash donate. We take crypto. We also take cash app Vitmo. Um, and then we're, we're still kind of working on the subscriptions cause we're trying to come up with like different names and different things that we want to do with that. Um, possibly, possibly really, really cool would be able to put a show together and then just make it where people that actually are part of the podcast that donate would actually have some privileges there. So, uh, but yeah, thank you for listening. See you guys.